Today is Thursday, March 30th. The title for our devotional is The Life Lost. Yesterday, we saw Jesus begin to reshape his disciples' perception of the Messiah. After Peter's declaration that Jesus is the Messiah, he tells them that he is going to actually suffer, be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and teachers of the law, be killed, and finally be raised to life. This is not what they had in mind for the Messiah. Let's keep reading. Luke 9, 22-27 says, And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory, and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. The disciples, to this point, have thought of themselves as Jesus' disciples. That's redundant, I know, but I think you get it. Jesus now informs them that if they are going to continue following him as they have up to this point, it will mean following him in his suffering, rejection, death, and then ultimately his resurrection. First, it's important to note that Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple. This then is a non-negotiable for disciples of Jesus. This is an essential part of being a Christian. This is not something that we can overlook on the a la carte menu. Disciples are to deny themselves and to take up their cross daily. These two verbs are in the aorist tense, meaning the action is viewed as a whole. This is the tense usually translated in the past. So this is the initial declaration and first step in the Christian formation. This is not a pipe dream for super Christians. This is step one for every disciple of Jesus. Then disciples can follow Jesus, he says. This imperative to follow him is in the present tense, implying continuing action. This death to self is often misunderstood in a variety of ways. We can think of it only in the future. If I'm killed for believing in Jesus then, then I will find eternal life. True. This is a result of what Jesus means, but not, I think, what he has in mind totally here. We also think of death to self in the sense of hating oneself. This is not it either. In this misconception, many in church history have gone to great extremes of self-harm in the name of piety to Jesus. He doesn't mean to mutilate our physical body or restrict ourselves from all good and pleasurable things in this world. Ultimately, what he means by this is surrender. He's calling his followers to die to their sinful nature by surrendering themselves to Jesus, his lordship and leading. Our natural self, as Augustine has said, is curved inward. Our natural tendency is towards self-preservation, self-exaltation, self-indulgence, etc. Our natural tendencies are towards ourselves, not God and others. Hence why the two greatest commandments are to love God and others. This is what we must lay down daily in discipleship to Jesus. We must surrender our will, our dreams, our desires, our wants to the Lordship of Christ. We must surrender our self-centered desires if we are to learn to truly love God and others. As Jesus says in verse 25, what good is it to accomplish all of the things the world deems successful if we are to lose our inner life, ourselves, in the process? On this, Dallas Willard writes, In other words, when Jesus says that those who find their life or soul shall lose it, he is pointing out that those who think they are in control of their life, quote, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul, as the poet William Ernest Henley said, will find that they definitely are not in control. They are totally at the mercy, mercy of forces beyond them and even within them. They are on a sure course to disintegration and powerlessness 
of lostness both to themselves and to God. They must surrender. It is then in laying down ourselves and surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus that we truly find ourselves. This is paradoxical, yet it is simply true according to the biblical framework and the testimony of Christians throughout the centuries. This we'll pick up tomorrow. For additional content, I've linked to you yet again to another quote from Dallas Willard from the same book, Renovation of the Heart. He writes, Christian spiritual formation rests on the indispensable foundation of death to self and cannot proceed except insofar as that foundation is being firmly laid and sustained. I included this quote. It's very similar to what Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, and I said on Monday, but from another well-respected source. Reflection time. Again today, reflect on laying down your life to Jesus. This is so counterintuitive. It is so difficult to do, but it is the essential first step in discipleship to Jesus. Surrender yourself to his lordship and leading. Are there any areas of your life that you haven't yet surrendered to Jesus? Just take a moment, reflect on those, and if you find anything, be sure to lay that down at the feet of Jesus and surrender all of yourself to him.